What's up, podcast fam? Welcome to episode 56 of the Yours Truly podcast. I'm your host. My name's Claire. I'm the weirdo wacko dietitian behind Yours Truly Nutrition. So I'm truly glad. How many puns can I put in the first 15 seconds of the podcast? But I'm truly glad that you are joining us for episode 56, whether it's your first time with us or whether it's your 56th time and counting with us. I couldn't be more excited that you're tuning in to today's episode with my good friend and fellow dietitian, Michelle Caravella. So I will introduce her in a moment, but before we get there, you guys know it is a tradition here on the Yours Truly podcast that I have to talk about something completely unrelated to food, nutrition, mindset first to warm up the mic, and then we have to feature our Yours Truly goal-slaying post of the week. So if you tuned into my episode last week, episode 55, in my beginning spiel of the podcast where I talk about nothing related to food, then I typically go on a tangent. I was talking about how I was getting ready to head to a Jonas Brothers concert. You know anything about me, you know that I love peanut butter and jelly, food puns, and the Jonas Brothers in that order. I, I I honestly don't have words to describe this experience. I think I've just been waiting for it for so long because they started becoming a big thing when I was in early middle school and they were the heartthrobs. I loved them. All of my friends loved them. And I always thought like one day maybe I'll see them in person. Little did I know that that would be many years later when they are like in their 30s. Like, hello, Joe's 30th birthday was on the day of the concert, and I seriously did not know that they were getting up into their 30s. It made me feel kind of old, but they also probably feel the same way. But it was seriously so fun. It was like every song that they sang, not only did all of my friends and I know the exact lyrics to, but it's like every song in the moment you thought it was the best moment ever. You're like, oh my God, like they're playing this song, and then they would play the next song, and then that would become the best moment. So that's all I'm going to say about the Jones Brothers concert. I could sit here and fangirl, fangirl for like a full 45 minutes to an hour, but I know you didn't just come to today's podcast to hear me talk about the Jonas Brothers, so we will get this show on the road. On to the next segment of our podcast is the Yours Truly Goal Slayer featured post of the week. So if you're new around here, the Yours Truly Goal Slayers is a free private Facebook community that I run not only for my one-on-one clients to share their takeaways, to grow and support each other as a community, but also for anyone and everyone else who is seriously interested in learning more about intuitive eating and getting those tactical tips and tricks to take the principles of intuitive eating that we read about and we hear about and actually put them into action in daily life. So we get really tactical in this community. It's a very supportive place. We do theme days of the week, like two tip Thursday, affirmation Tuesday, gratitude Sunday. So we keep it going. It's very exciting. And I always start off the podcast episode by featuring a post from someone in the community. So this post comes from one of my one-on-one clients actually who posted this little reflection after he and I hopped off of our coaching call at the end of this past week. So he writes, I just got off my call with Claire. I'm going to be setting sail for the Mexican Riviera tomorrow for a total of seven days. We have a plan set in place, intentions have been made, and I've got some good tactics and thoughts to carry forward with me. 
My biggest intention is to be here now. I don't want to be stressing or thinking about food and movement when life is happening around me. Chunking the day into small moments, as she calls windows of nourishment, should be really helpful. This is going to be a really good challenge to let go of control. I won't be the only one in control and would like to give up the authority of a lot of the times. For example, how long my mom and I are active every day, when and how we eat, what we do with our free time, etc. For a person of routine, this is both scary and exciting for me. Any favorite cruise vacation tips? I'm hopeful that the week goes well and that I can fully enjoy this experience. Finally, one thing to chew on, pun intended, was that we need coaching until the external becomes internal motivation. Some of our favorite phrases between the two of us that may resonate for you are live the bigger life, the only way is through food and non-negotiable. So I want to thank this goal slayer who, if you are listening to this podcast in real time, he is on vacation. He is, like he said here in the post, on a cruise in the Mexican Riviera, and I'm a little bit jealous because I'm sure that is so beautiful, but everything that he says here is is so awesome, and something that I really love to do when I have someone who is working with me one-on-one or someone who I'm just interacting with, and I learn that they're going on a trip or a vacation, and they really want to enjoy the the experience and be there to to fully experience each moment and not be wrapped up in stress around food or or movement or lack of movement or whatever it may be. I really encourage them to set an intention for their time away so that every time that when they are on vacation, when they're trying to enjoy themselves in what I call the voice of the girl or the guy in the back seat or the voice of your old negative habits start to creep in and say, well, you shouldn't be doing that or, you know, eat that instead or you really should do this type of movement to burn off calories or to make up for whatever you did earlier. You know how it goes, that voice of diet culture, that voice that is so annoying that society has really instilled in all of us. But whenever that voice comes up, if you have an intention preset for your vacation, I call it a brain anchor. You can really anchor into that intention and say, hey, my intention with my time on this vacation was not to get swept away in the voice of those old habits or in the voice of the girl or the guy in the back seat. My intention was to be present with my family, was to enjoy my food and create satisfying and nourishing experiences, was to rest my body and rest my mind. Whatever the intention is, it allows you to come back down to earth in those moments and say, you know what? It's really not that serious and I'm not going to let my past self, the voice of diet culture, my ED voice, whatever it may be, dictate how I'm living in the here and in the now. So he came up with the mantra of be here now as his brain anchor, as his intention to set for his vacation and I could not be more excited to hear how that's gone for him when he gets back. And he asked for any cruise vacation tips. And to be totally honest, I've never been on a cruise. Of course, I've been on a vacation before, but the only cruise tip that I could offer him genuinely in that moment was don't get seasick and don't get sunburned. The one time that I briefly went out into the ocean, like offshore, I went parasailing. So it was a much, much smaller boat than a cruise ship, but I almost yacked off the side. <laughs> the the topsy-turvy seas were not being nice to Claire. So I hope that if you go on a cruise, maybe you don't experience that same kind of ocean turbulence that I did because the ship is much bigger. But hey, 
that's the only tip I had to give him. So I want to thank him so much once again for sharing this takeaway from our coaching call, for being very open and honest about his journey, as well as everyone else's journey here in the Yours Truly Goal Setting Facebook group. I am continuously blown away by what people share, by how people support each other in this community. So if you are listening to this podcast and you are interested in intuitive eating, you want more community and support around all of these principles and these topics that are really hard to go at alone, And I would love to invite you to join our community to absorb all of the golden knowledge nuggets to hear what some of my clients and some of my friends in this community are saying about their journey so that in turn, your journey can be strengthened. So if you're listening, maybe you've been listening for weeks or months at this point and you still haven't joined the community, well, here's my open-ended offer once again to come and join us. The, The community is free and it's open to join, but it is a closed and private community so that I can make sure that I form connections with everyone in here and it can stay a really awesome and uplifting group on the internet, not just like the water cooler of the internet, if you know what I mean. So that said... There is an application that I require for anyone coming into the group, but it is not intimidating. It's not anything crazy. It's just so that I can get to know you a little bit better and you can learn some of the ground rules of this community. So if you're interested in finding this application, there are two simple ways that you can go about finding it. If you find me or if you follow me on Instagram at Claire Tuning, you can click the link in my bio and there is a button there that says the free private Facebook community. If you click on that, it will take you directly to the application that I am talking about. The other way that you can find the application, maybe you don't use Instagram, maybe you prefer Facebook, you can simply go to Facebook and type in the search bar, the Yours Truly Goal Slayers. It will pop up as a private closed community. All you have to do is request to join and that request will come directly to me and I will be able to send you a link to that application before we welcome you with open arms into our community. So that end of the, or that chapter of the podcast is now finished for this week. And you guys know what comes next. We got to do our fancy transition music. Here it comes. Are you ready? Da, 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 da. <laughs> I, I feel like every week I should change that up. But to be honest, that is the tune that comes to my head every week. I don't know if it's like the easiest one. Maybe it's just ingrained in my brain because I do that little tune every week. Hey, maybe one day in my future, I will have someone helping me with these podcasts so they can put in fancier transitions. But for right now, that's what we're working with. So thanks for hopefully laughing with me and not at me in my weird little tune voice. But I'm super excited to share the bulk of today's episode with you guys because I had the opportunity to sit down with one of my good friends, one of my fellow JMU Dukes, go Dukes, that's where I did my undergrad schooling, that is where our guest went to school as well, but I've had the opportunity of knowing her on a more personal level for one going on one to two years now, so we have been connected through our mutual friend and mentor 
mentor, Tony Stefan of the I Believe Mentorship. And once Michelle joined the group, I was, you know, creeping on her profile as you do in the 21st century. And I realized that she had gone, like I said earlier, to the same college that I had. She had just graduated a couple of years before me. So I'm super excited to have her on the podcast to not only talk about how much we love our alma mater, but also to feature her expertise in the field of nutrition. Michelle is a firecracker, as you'll be able to hear from our conversation. And if I had to describe her approach to nutrition, and she may even say this in the podcast, we recorded it a couple of weeks ago at this point, but I really see her as the no BS type of dietitian. She will tell it like it is. She will bust all of these nutrition and diet culture myths that are so not helpful. They are so not real. And she will offer some really valuable information to hopefully help you piece together what is real and what is not real in the world of nutrition. So this episode, we are focusing all on why 30-day cleanses or 30-day fixes are not the answer to, to your nutritional needs or your health problems or your health goals. We're also talking about some of these fad diets that we hear about in the media and why there really isn't much scientific backing behind them and why you don't have to prescribe yourself or sign your life away on the dotted line to these diets and these cleanses and these trends, like I said a moment ago, that really come at the expense of not only our physical health, but also our mental, our emotional, and our social health. So I really Really hope that you will enjoy today's conversation with my friend Michelle. If you are looking for more of her no BS nutrition approach and you want to follow along with her on Instagram, she goes under the handle of normalizing underscore nutrition, which really goes hand in hand with what we are talking about today because one of her core principles or her core focuses in her business and her practice and with her clients is how can we normalize nutrition? How can we make it not a big and scary thing, but how can we make it something that we understand we're not intimidated by and we allow to inform our lives and to help us become the best version of ourselves, but never, like I said earlier, come at the expense of all of those other realms of health. So we're supporting our physical health, but also supporting all other realms of health as well. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Michelle and I'll talk to you next week. Welcome to another episode of the Yours Julie podcast. I'm your host, Claire Tuning, a peanut butter and jelly enthusiast turned registered dietitian, yoga teacher, nutrition coach, and entrepreneur. I believe that happiness and health comes from the ability to truly nourish your body, mind, and spirit through food, movement, and relationships. That's what this podcast is all about. Together, we'll learn to eat gently, move freely, and love fiercely, and probably make a lot of puns along the way. So join me and my stellar squad of guests to learn the tools that you need to break free from a world of diet culture and negativity to fully, gently, and mindfully step into your own source of power. Yours, Julie, Claire. Here we go. Michelle Caravello, welcome to the Yours Julie podcast. How are you up in New Jersey today? Thank you so much, Claire. I'm doing really well. How are you doing down in the D.C. area? <laughs> You're like, yeah, Virginia, D.C.? Yeah, I almost said Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm doing great. And, and to kind of let anybody know who's listening, so you and I go back even farther than how we connected most recently. And I'm reminded by that there's a poster hanging behind you right now. Everybody who's listening, 
Michelle and I can see each other. We actually went to the same undergrad school. We went to the same college, Go Dukes, JMU. Um, but you have a, a lot of JMU uh, paraphernalia there behind you. So <laughs> Yes, I know. And I actually forgot about the beads. Um, yes, I love JMU. I'm sure anyone listening who is a JMU Duke knows that it runs deep. So I just can't get enough of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now when I feel old, it's been a while. And I, and I do know for a fact that a fair amount of fellow JMU alum, JMU peeps do listen to the podcast. So if you're listening, special shout out to JMU, Harrisonburg, Virginia, go Dukes. But there is more to you than just JMU and, and just kind of what we're talking about here. So why don't you let everybody know who may be listening right now, who hasn't heard of you yet, who doesn't follow your content a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, totally. So I am a registered dietitian, just like yourself, Claire. Um, I also went to JMU um, and my business is normalizing nutrition. So I'm an entrepreneur and also a um, clinical dietitian um, as, you know, a, a registered dietitian in that regard. But my passion definitely lies in my business, which is um, normalizing nutrition. So essentially I work with clients and the community just putting out that message that nutrition is something that shouldn't take up all of our time and headspace in our life. It should be something that um, we can do all days of the week and do it well. It doesn't have to be something that you only focus on because you're working towards a weight loss goal. Um, It's just something that we learn how to do and live uh, sustainably so we don't have to, so we can make time for all the other important stuff in life um, that isn't just nutrition. So yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) that in a nutshell, I guess, is what I do. And that's what my message is. I love that. It kind of, I always talk to my clients about what I call the mental energy pie chart, meaning we all have a hundred percent of our energy that we can put towards our daily activities every single day. Of course, things like food and movement are going to be in that pie chart because we have to eat to live. Like we'll talk about here in a moment, but the moment that we start to dedicate too much energy, time, and attention to food, to over-exercise, to anything negative or controlling in those realms is the moment that everything else in our life starts to suffer. So I love the name of your business as well. From the moment that we were kind of like reconnected on social media through our current mentorship group and the I Believe Mentorship, the words normalizing nutrition really stuck out in my brain because of A, the alliteration. I'm a huge fan of things that just roll off the tongue, but also I just love the message behind it. So I want to just very briefly dive a little bit deeper into your business name. So normalizing nutrition, I guess from your perspective, what do you see out there in the media, maybe in how people are talking about nutrition that isn't air quote normal or that maybe isn't air quote healthy? And I know that's a loaded question, but since it's the name of your business, why don't you weigh in there? Yeah, no, I love that. And I'm so happy. It doesn't surprise me that you like understand that. And I'm so happy that you can appreciate the name. Um, the name of my business actually, like it was, it was supposed to be, or like when I was, it was still up in the air, it was normalizing nutritious. I actually had a Pinterest board, um, during like the dietetic internship. And I was really passionate about kind of like debunking the myth that like being healthy and eating healthy has to be um, painful and tasteless. So like the way I got into nutrition was definitely like making more recipes that were good for you, but also tasted good. So 
um, I had that board like normalizing nutritious. And then as I made my Instagram account, I didn't even realize like I changed it to normalizing nutrition because then it, it became something bigger, which I think, like you said, um, I think part of that was seeing so much in the media and in diet culture um, and like all this stuff about nutrition that like, first of all, I would say what, like 90% of it isn't even true. (laughs) Second of all, it's just like so much more, the media makes things so much more complicated than it actually has to be. And like, I know you know that as a registered dietitian, especially as an intuitive dietitian. Um, So yeah, normalizing nutrition just came from a place where like, Hey guys, like, you know, we can teach you and show you how to eat and be healthy and even lose weight if that's what your goal is in like a drama free, like no BS, like healthy way. You don't have to go like these crazy lengths and, you know, take a parasite to lose the weight. Like we can give these other ways and just make it a normal part of your, your life. So I know that's kind of still like a broad answer, but that's kind of the thought process behind you know, where my business came from, like, just normalize that crap. Like, let's just (laughs) make this, um, a healthy, normal part of your life and move on. I love that. And, and I know that you would agree, like as registered dietitians, we spend so much of our schooling and our career learning the really detailed science and what happens on the cellular level. But then we get out into the real world and I almost feel like I'm a firefighter in a way. It's like I'm putting out fires of like lies about nutrition, things that people don't need to believe in something that really resonates with me from all of your content. And for everyone who doesn't follow Michelle yet, we'll let you know how to follow her. But every time I read one of your posts, I laugh because I'm like, man, she has so many great points, but you always bring it back to really the name of your business, making it normal, making it no drama, no BS, and just something that people can grasp onto the science and kind of leave all of that diet culture, unhelpful information behind. So something that you've been touching on kind of in the description of what normalizing nutrition means and what that means for you and your clients, you've been kind of hinting at like a moment ago, I had to laugh. You said the word like take a parasite or like do all of these crazy (laughs) things, like which we know that that is a thing that is out there and it is sold, but it kind of falls under this umbrella category of what I would call and what I know you would call as well, a quick fix or something that we do, we take, maybe it's a supplement or a shake or a tea or a parasite, if we're going to go super extreme, to get our bodies to do something specific, maybe, right? Because we nothing is ever guaranteed, but we're doing this for a really short amount of time. So before we get even too far into that and what that means, why don't you just give everyone who's listening your perspective on why those quick fixes, those things that you can buy, those things that have those false promises, why is that not beneficial to one's health? And why do we need to look to normalizing nutrition, not only your business, but also just in general to really get us healthy, if that makes sense? Mm -hmm, Definitely. So Sorry, Claire. The first part of that that question was um, why the quick fixes aren't right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. So definitely, I think the problem with the quick fixes, or like you said, first of all, we're all different. So number one, the quick fix is a one size fits all, right? So that's like um, walking into 
uh, I don't even know, but just like someone just looking at you and saying, okay, here you go. Like not taking into account who you are, your life, your likes, your dislikes, you know, what foods you eat, what your preferences are. Um, so for example, if this quick fix shows its face as like a meal plan, a 30 day meal plan, people might think, oh, that's great because the pro is that there, there might look like a lot of um, structure, having something like a meal plan where someone's just laying it out for you or like the keto diet, like, oh, that's easy because I'm just taking out carbs. Mm -hmm. But really when we're not figuring out a way to, um, individualize an approach that really fits into, you know, Claire's life and your lifestyle based on your preferences and needs, we're only going to adhere to that for so long until we're like, wait a minute, you know, I'm, I'm fixing my life to, to make this diet work where it should really be the other way around, but your way of eating your, or your approach to nutrition or quote unquote getting healthy should really work into your life. Because what happens then when it's more individualized and more personalized, we're so much more likely to adhere to it. And when we can adhere to it, then we're consistent. And then what happens when we're consistent, we see the results. Um, so that's the one thing about those quick fixes is that they're, they're blanket statements. They're just a one size fits all. We're not one size fits all. We all know that, right? It's like that's those stupid like um, the clothing stores. Sometimes, like it's like you put it on and the tag says one size fits all, and you're like, I hate those because it doesn't fit all. Um, But the other thing about quick fixes is that they're very misleading, and um, I like uh, one of my like values is like I'm a truth teller. I'm honest, like. Uh, integrity is one of my, my values. So I absolutely can't stand when like a quick fix is marketed as, um, this will change your life, Claire, or like whatever it says, or like, this will fix all your problems. And it's like, as a registered dietitian, we know that like, no, like it's so much more complicated. Like, you know, it's not a one size fits all. It's not going to fix all of your problems. Like weight loss, nutrition, all of it's as much as we're saying it's not supposed to be that complicated, it's so much more than what a quick fix can offer. Um, and then last but not least, I think the problem with quick fixes is, um, I just, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought with that one. <laughs> that like, happens to me all the time. Yeah. I'm like, I have the greatest thing to say. And it's like, poop. <laughs> it, I just lost it, but definitely, um, you know, that we can't adhere to it. Uh, it'll, it'll come to me. It'll hit me. But, ooh, I lost it. Well, when it comes back, <laughs> you stop me. But but I fully agree with the, it's not this one size fits all because we're all humans. We all may look like a human being who can, you know, navigate the planet, do all of these things. But what happens in our body on a cellular, cellular level is so more, com- so much more complicated than what may appear on the outside, right? So just because Susie does something that works for her doesn't mean that it's going to work for us. And the thing that I'll add here before, it looks like your thought came back to you. So Mm -hmm. um, the the last thing I'll add is something that I like to say too, and this is something I talk about with intuitive eating and really trying to dismantle diet culture is how we appear physically on the outside is really only in a fraction of our control. Meaning that you and I, like me and Michelle, we could eat the exact same foods. We could move in the exact same way, but we would still look like two completely different people because we are, because we have two different genetic codes, because how our body processes food is entirely different. And, and that doesn't mean that 
one of us is better or worse than the other. It simply means that we're two different people who are going to look different and who need different nutritional approaches because we have different preferences. We have different hunger levels. We have different bodies. So buying into one of those quick fixes that promises you that it's going to make you look like the person on the label is simply not true because you don't know what's happening inside of your body and you don't know how your body is actually going to process whatever that quick fix may be. So that's what I'll add. But what was your last thought? It looks like it came back. It did. And definitely. And it, it goes back to this. Is, it's what just made me think of it is that the one of the other things that I um, am not a fan of the quick fixes is that it's the, the negative effects that it has on our physical and our mental health mm-hmm. um, something I know that you allude to a lot of the times as well, that it's like, at what expense are we going to get there in the short term or the, like, whether it's short term where you're like, Oh no, I could do this. Like, I'll just drink celery juice. Like I'm fine. Like, it's like, why? I don't know about you, Claire, but like, I want to enjoy nourishing my body and figuring it out along the way. Like I don't want to have to suffer physically where like I have hunger pains all day um, because all I'm doing is drinking this detox tea. Um, And then also I think the part about nutrition that also gets lost in diet culture and and weight loss, the weight loss industry is that what expense of our mental health is being jeopardized as we're on this pursuit of getting lean or getting healthy. And a lot of those things that you just brought up is what people don't realize. It's like, it doesn't matter um, what you do. You might follow that program to a T and at the end of the day, you know, if you think you're going to fit like the girl, look exactly like the girl on the, the, the box or the, even those girls who are selling like all the shakes, like you're going to be wildly disappointed. So then what? Like, so it's just a mental game and it's, um, you know, a mental and physical game that our bodies don't deserve to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I hate quick fixes. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't agree more on that. And I think something that the diet industry, like the how many billion dollar industry, I don't know the statistic off the top of my head, but I think something that it honestly really thrives on like while they sell these quick fixes and these 30 day plans and these meal plans, they thrive on almost like as we, as messed up and as twisted as it sounds, but the self shaming and the guilt and the self loathing that comes after the fact of these things not being successful. Like it doesn't have a warning label on there saying, well, maybe some of them do a girl can hope. Right. But it doesn't have a warning label on there that says, Hey, this is the quick fix. This may not work for you like it did for the girl on the label. And what we find or what I find even with a lot of my clients who come to me and maybe they haven't been doing quick fixes, but maybe they've been tracking their food. Maybe they've been doing Weight Watchers. Maybe they've been doing something that has taught them because I haven't gotten to the place that I was promised or that I air quote wanted to be, then that means something is wrong with me or that I have done a bad job or that I myself am incapable of fueling my own body, where in reality, maybe the structure you were living in had set you up for failure. Maybe you were destined to not look like the girl on the picture, not because of something that you did or didn't do, but it's your genetics. It's maybe how you were raised. It's maybe the food that you have access to. It's what you enjoy. So something for anyone who is listening, I hope can take away, like, if you're in this space where you have maybe tried a quick fix and it did everything but fix, or maybe you've tried some of these other diets and it hasn't gotten you to the place where you were hoping, it's not necessarily your fault. It's not because you weren't adherent. It's not because you didn't do the right things. It could just be because 
your body was like, hey, I see something that isn't right. I need to protect myself. I need to survive. So one question that I have for you is we're, we're talking about quick fixes and I hope, I, I think at least that we have made a case as to why they're not helpful to one's physical health, to one's mental, emotional, spiritual, insert any type of health here. But what if someone is listening right now and they're kind of battling with like, okay, Michelle and Claire, like I understand what you're talking about, but then like what else? Because quick fixes are all that I've known, or maybe I'm stuck in the hamster wheel of trying one after the other. So maybe we have someone on board saying, I get why they're not helpful, but what do I do now? So what would you say to someone who's maybe in that position? Mm-hmm. And that's a great point because we can bash it, right? But if we don't have anything right. to offer these people, you know, what are we then we'd be useless, right? Just to, to bring up the negatives. Um, so definitely what I would say to that person is that um, the next step would be just looking yourself in the mirror and being honest with yourself and evaluating who, you know, where you are and where you are in your life and where you want to be regards to food or maybe, you know, big picture here. And then think about what is it that you think you need or to help you get to where you want to be. So what do I mean by that? I mean, let's say, um, you know, you know that you're not eating healthfully or you want to be eating more fruits and veggies or, or whatever that is. Um, I think the more you're honest with yourself and get to know yourself, the more you, the, the steps will appear. Um, um, do I need to seek professional help from a dietitian, um, you know, or, or someone who can help me with my nutrition? Am I, um, you know, misplacing another hunger inside of me that it's maybe I'm I'm upset and now I'm eating my feelings that I I really need to tend to something else in my life. Like you just want to sit with yourself. Why were you chasing those quick fixes in the first place? Because sometimes it's not really necessarily our nutrition that needs to be improved. It might be you know something else emotionally that's going going on with it with us. And usually it's both. But if you find that oh the nutrition is um, you you know, I am really struggling. I don't know where to start. Claire, please help me. Someone please help me. Um, then reach out for help because there is a way to just eat and learn how to eat to nourish your body and just, um, you know, eat your fruits and veggies and your protein and, and things that are going to, um, promote a, a healthy internal and physiological environment, um, that doesn't look like a quick fix or a fad diet. And sometimes, I mean, I'm big on education when it comes to nutrition. I'm sure you are as well. Um, so if you are really interested in nutrition, but you don't want necessarily that quick fix, I would recommend going to someone who, who is credible, who can help give you the right tools without the BS and false promises. Um, if, if that's what you were asking, I think that's what you were asking, Claire. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I love how you kind of gave like a three, like a two or three step process there. It's first, like, what were you searching for? I think so often we're kind of caught up in maybe the diet industry or consuming these messages because we're just out there chasing the new air quote, next best thing, even though it may not be the next best thing for us. Because something I talk to my clients a lot about, maybe your clients will come to you saying similar things, but when you've been trapped in these quick fixes or looking for a version of air quote nutrition, right? Maybe it is or isn't nutritious, but something to get you to a place where you think you're going to be happier or where you think you're going to enjoy your life but that is coming at the expense of consuming all of your mental energy and taking away from other areas of health, it almost becomes like a hobby. 
right? Like, because it takes up so much of our time, energy, and attention and something that I have seen happen with my clients on the intuitive eating realm. Like when we get to the end of our time working together, they're like, now that my energy and attention isn't so wrapped up in searching for the next quick fix or looking at the next diet, it's like, I have so much time what the heck do I do with it? So I think the first question that you asked of get really clear on what you're searching for, or maybe what you hope that quick fix is going to give and and ask yourself, is that really what I'm looking for? Is the quick fix going to give that to me? Or do I even need to put my attention towards something else? Like you and I are both dietitians. So of course, we're a little bit biased to the food conversation and helping people with nutrition and the relationship to food. But I love that you brought in that maybe it isn't even the food or your nutrition that needs working on. Maybe it's another sector of your life, another dimension of your health. So um, I love that conversation as well. So kind of in saying it may not be the nutrition, something I know that you have talked about some in your content is okay, I feel like I'm eating all the air quote right things. Like I'm doing all the air quote healthy things, but I'm still not feeling how I want to, or I still don't have that sense of satisfaction that I was maybe looking for with those quick fixes. So maybe if someone is listening and they're like, again, nodding their head, they're saying, I'm searching for something. I feel like I'm doing all the right things. I'm breaking my back over eating clean or you know, doing what this Instagram guru is telling me to do, but I'm still not happy. I'm st- I still don't feel fulfilled. I still don't get enjoyment from my food. What is maybe a tip or two that you have for them that they can shift perspective a little bit and kind of loosen the grip to really, I'm going to use the name of your business here, but normalize their nutrition to add more enjoyment, add more fun back into their food so that they don't have to be chasing something at the expense of their everyday fun and enjoyment. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And I love that. I think one of um, that actually, for some reason, made me really excited because um, I think another false notion, at least with a lot of the clients that I see who come to me, they think, okay, all right, Michelle, lay it on me. Like they're (laughs) not so much anymore, but I think that, you know, before the message was completely clear, people think like I'm shaping up my nutrition. I'm ready for the, the grilled chicken and the brown rice and broccoli or whatever that classic meal is like, they're ready to like take on this badge of like, it's going to be painful and tasteless. So my first like rule, not, it's not really a rule. I just like joke around and say, um, you know, the, the number one rule of eating is, um, you always want to eat foods that you enjoy. Like your the food that you're eating should not stink. It should not taste bad. It should, um, be something that you enjoy that tastes good. Um, it's 2019 Claire. There's so many food products, spices. I mean, even without the food products, there's so many natural spices and, amazing ways to like flavor up your foods and enjoy them. So I think my first question, I mean, my first advice would be like, why the hell are you, you know, eating bad food that you're not enjoying? Like, again, is if it is for your nutrition or for to, to better your health, I'm going to say, Hey, um, you know, Suzanne, you're, I, I hate to tell you this, but you're, um, really misinformed. If you think that you have to, you know, eating healthy is eating tastelessly. Like it's quite the opposite. And then, you know, just advising them on other ways to like add flavor and fun to their, 
to their foods on like a taste level. Um, and then other things you can evaluate, like, um, are you forcing yourself to meal prep on Sundays because, um, everyone's meal prepping on Sundays, like maybe that way doesn't work for you. Instead, would you rather, um, prepare your two meals like the night before and then break it up? Like it's all about kind of finding your rhythm and what you can fall in step with, um, the most naturally that you can, like everyone has their own relationship with food and their own journey. So it goes back to that one size fits all. Like, are you following the whole 30 because your sister-in-law is, and then you're like, I hate this, but she's doing it. So I have to. So just reevaluating yourself, but on like a taste level, I mean, if people are still trying to eat nutritiously and, and, not like an eating bad food doing it, then, you know, we got to get you a cookbook or something. Cause that's definitely should not be happening. <laughs> yeah. I love questions like these because I feel like your personality really shines through. I love how you always use people, na- people's names. You're like, Suzanne, like, come on. <laughs> Claire, like, what are you doing over here? And something that I will never forget is one of my clients. This is back when I saw people in person, when I was like half online, half in person, I had a new client come to my office and it was our first session. And we sit down, we have really good chat and we were wrapping up and she was like, you know, Claire, I really thought walking in here, like I knew you were intuitive eating, you know, I knew you did all this stuff and you weren't like some of the other air quote nutrition gurus out there, but I still thought I was going to be leaving your office with a list of foods that I can and can't eat or with a meal plan or with something. And she was like, I'm going to be super honest with you and saying, It's a little bit scary that I didn't walk out of here with that because that's what she was accustomed to for so long. But the other half of her was like, but I'm actually really excited because I want to experiment with more foods. I want to add fun foods back in. I want to figure out what spices I like and how meal prepping does or doesn't work for me because something that you touched on too, and it really does kind of come full circle. That's why I love having conversations like this because somehow it always kind of wraps up nicely towards the end when we come full circle. But something that you said was it really does come back into the, are you doing something because you want to do it or because someone else is doing it? Like old habits, old mindsets, especially related to food and diet, they die hard. So maybe we've convinced someone throughout the course of this episode that quick fixes aren't where we want to be, but they're still in that mindset of, but what I do want to do for my health has to be rigid. It has to be on a plan. It has to be tasteless. Like that badge you were talking about, right? Like my food is tasteless, like that badge of honor. But the reality of it is your best nutrition or your best relationship with food is going to be the one that you enjoy and that you decide is best for you. Not the one that Suzanne is doing, not the one that Whole30 preaches, but the one that you really enjoy. So um, I feel like this definitely came full circle as we are again talking about normalizing nutrition. But before I get to my last couple of questions for you, and asking how people can find you, I think it's pretty apparent that your approach is very tactical. And you even said it in this episode, you say it how it is, and you like to be honest with people. So is there any last little nugget of advice that you want to give people maybe on this topic or something else nutrition related to keep them rooted in reality and not that all of the, the diet culture, quick fix, quick fix messages that are out there? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I always say, and now I'm, I'm 
not saying like, oh, I'm in- completely as intuitive as you are, but I think we, I, I say to my clients and I say to the, my community that a lot of that stuff we see also, um, most of us have that intuitive, like, you know, listening, it's like listening to your gut. So when you see these messages in the media, a way to kind of keep yourself grounded is if something sounds too crazy or too good to be true, or if there's a a diet or a gimmick or something out there that's saying, you know, cut out an entire food group or get rid of your fruits because there's too much sugar. Most of us, if we're lucky enough to have that foundation, there's a red flag that goes off and like you're, you know, that the better the angel in you is like, "Mm," telling the devil, I don't think that's right. But the devil in you is like, oh, let's do it anyways. And then that's kind of the cycle. So always listen to what we kind of, I, I, I use the word innately because I think, you know, we've, we get so far away from that as we get older, but as we, you know, just quiet the noise and like innately or see what comes in neatly up. I don't know if that makes sense. Like kind of mm-hmm. like intuitively, what comes up? Does that sound right? Because if it doesn't sound right and, you know, the source is just some, you know, guru or influencer on Instagram, don't believe everything you see in here. It's like a principle that we all kind of grew up hearing. So same thing goes with nutrition. Same thing really goes with life. I always say nothing is what it appears. Um, so keep that in mind on your nutrition journey that nothing's ever what it seems um, and quiet the noise before you jump into another, you know, fad diet. Hopefully after this episode, you're not, but before you start a new piece of your puzzle on your nutrition journey, quiet the noise, get to know yourself and think about, you know, who you really are, what you really need and where you want to go before you um, do anything crazy. So... I couldn't agree more with that. And and something that I like, like to tack on to something like that is whenever you're reading something on social media and the person who is without a doubt trying to sell you a supplement or the, the shakes or the teas and they're using absolutes saying like, you will, you must, you have to, or believe it, you know, these things that it's like, this will happen beyond the shadow of a doubt. Like we were talking about earlier in the episode, no one can predict exactly how one's body is going to respond to something or to the absence of something. So really like Michelle is saying, quiet the noise, take it with a grain of salt and just kind of ask yourself, does that sound too good to be true? Because if the answer is even a little bit of a shred of yes, then it's probably not going to be something that is worth your time, resources, money, energy, any of that. So I've loved this conversation on normalizing nutrition with normalizing nutrition. And maybe here when I ask how people can find you, it's going to be obvious what you go through social media as. But for anyone who is hearing you speak and they're like, this girl keeps it real. She rocks my socks. I don't know if anybody actually still says that now, but I say rocks my socks because I'm here from uh, Virginia with all my sayings. But if anyone wants to get more of your content, and read some of your enlightening yet funny posts, where can they find you in, I guess, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Totally. And as you may have guessed it, it's at normalizing nutrition on Instagram. So normalizing underscore nutrition. Um, And of course I'm on Facebook too, but I'm pretty responsive on, on the gram. So definitely you can catch me there. All right. You heard it here first members of the audience, you got to catch her on Instagram, normalizing underscore nutrition. So 
The last question that I have for you, my dear fellow JMU alum, is what is one thing that you do to live gently with yourself? So this is a question that I ask all of my podcast guests because you know my message with intuitive eating. It's not only the intuitive eating and the healing the relationship with food, but it's also healing the relationship with self-compassion and with rest and knowing that we all have goals, we all want to improve ourselves, whatever that may mean for anyone who's listening, but we can't really get caught up in the trap of beating ourselves up along the way for things that may not go air quote perfectly. So Michelle, I'll ask you, what is one thing that you do regularly to be a little bit more gentle with yourself? Um, my answer to that, cause I love that. And that's something that I think I've been learning more and more, um, especially within this past year, but something that I heard once, I think on a podcast is the, the term, just giving yourself grace. And that really can be something that, you know, might be with your, your diet, with food, um, with exercise, with anything, and just not thinking in those terms of like absolutes, like black or white and, really understanding that, you know, there's, you can't fail in what you're doing. Like there are, I know it's so cliche, um, but when you get rid of like that, okay, this is either right or wrong. Um, and you know, every experience is a learning experience, whether that's, you know, with maybe your nutrition that didn't go as planned or your exercise didn't go as planned or your, your day, you didn't get done what you wanted to get done. You just remind yourself, give yourself that grace because, uh, you know, life isn't meant to be black and white, right? So there's no right or, right or wrong way to live. Um, and just to remind yourself of that. But a tactical thing I do to help keep my, my mindset right is definitely um, journaling every day and just reminding myself of the things that I'm grateful for. And that kind of gives me my, what I call like my um, perspective anchor, which helps me um, stay grounded. So I know that was like a loaded more than one, but no, I love that. And, uh, the perspective anchor, is that the word that you just used? Is that what you said? Perspective anchor. Yep. That's a JMU Dr. Warner. I don't know if you took his class. Oh, no way. No way. I, yeah, I never took his class, but I've heard him speak on many a stages there and wow. Again, it all comes first full circle back to JMU. I but might have to, yeah, I might have to use that perspective anchor and and start talking about that somewhere because I came from a perspective where it's like journal, like what do you mean? No, I'm never gonna journal. But now I've really come into a practice more recently where I do write down, I call it my two-sentence journal. It's like the one moment of gratitude and the one affirmation of the day. And that I guess serves as my perspective anchor because we're ending the day on something that we are grateful for, that we did do rather than what our brain likes to kind of jump into, into kind of that hamster wheel of the negativity. So this has been completely awesome. Everyone who doesn't follow Normalizing Nutrition, aka Michelle on Instagram yet, go check her out. We will have all of her descriptions and information kind of linked in the bio. But that is all we have for you today, my friends. We will sign off yours truly, Claire and Michelle. (laughs) 